This is Secret Place Berlin, where we explore the sometimes hidden and not so well-known histories about Berlin, Germany. I'm your host, Lacey Berry, and today we will take a walk on the wilder side of eco-living with a Berlin housing project for greener inner-city living. Episode 9. Imagine if you could design your own apartment in a community according to your needs alongside nature, the architect, and your neighbors. German architect Frey Otto understood such a need, often questioning the role of architects in today's society, sharing much of the same thoughts over post-war modern architecture from the mid-century period Frey made it his life's work to put these communal curiosities into materialized dwellings. Often proposing projects that work with nature rather than against it, Frey was inspired by the environments his structures were placed. This was most recognizable in the mid-1950s when proposing a building concept Frey had planned for New York City's Central Park, unfortunately never fully realized. In the early 1980s, a project was imagined and realized where each inhabitant could create a personalized living environment, taking shape in the form of a green vertical cocoon, the Oko House, Eco House in English, a modern dwelling where inhabitants were able to build their own nests in near total autonomy. The Oko House is located in a small neighborhood consisting of two official blocks surrounded by embassies, the zoo, Landwehr Canal on one side, and Tiergarten on the other, one of Berlin's largest inner-city parks that used to serve as Frederick Wilhelm's personal hunting grounds when developed in the 1600s. The Oko House was an urban living paradise surrounded by water and a green park at the heart of West Berlin. The first time I happened upon the Oko House was not in person, but rather a suggestion from a friend. On doing some online uncovering, I made a point of visiting the site when I was in the park next. Viewing it in person was even more astonishing. The humble abode boasted an eclectic mix of window and door shapes, patterns, textures, and harmonious plants cascading from balconies planted in plots and garnishing every surface that allowed for its intertwining vines and broad trunks. A place that one could immediately tell was in collaboration with nature rather than trying to tame it. Composed of three atypical residential houses separated by walkways, gardens, staircases, and a confined parking area, the houses themselves are made up of concrete skeletons mounted on solid pillars. Initially developed as a raw open-air structure, the future inhabitants were encouraged to personally customize their dwellings alongside the support and guidance of Fry Otto and other architects selected by each family. Inhabitants were only obliged to follow some ecological rules for the house, such as installing large bay windows, setting up green roofs, and conserving the existing green surroundings. That meant striking harmony with the structure's lush surroundings and cladding the roofs, walls, and other surfaces with vegetation and or solar panels. 
The Oko House was basically self-sustaining except for the water and sewage, which is supplied by the city for its location. To initiate and fund the project, an article was placed in local newspapers to attract potential co-builders and co-participants for the multi-story gardens and living residents. Right away, applications were submitted, such as Uwe and Gertrude, a preacher and his wife at the St. Matthew's Church near the Berlin Philharmonie. Having a great interest in the project from the start, Uwe recalls passing by the site often, sometimes lifting his wife Gertrude over the wall to see the beautiful green space filled with tall trees. Though knowing the land was very valuable, the couple perceived that they could not afford it. But since the Oko House development followed the social housing price guidelines, Uwe and Gertrude were able to apply. The same interest in the housing development was for a man named Manfred, an architect who was interested in the project from the start, and on his walk one day on Rauschstrasse, noticed a posting from Frey Otto for an opening for applicants. In Manfred's words, from the outside all you could see was a wild overgrown piece of land. He recalls, spontaneously I said to my wife, this is where I would like to live. His first application was rejected due to too many applicants. However, Due to the sheer experimental nature of the project, some initial applicants felt the project was too risky and fell away, therefore creating a new opening to apply. Ute, another resident of the Oko House, also recalls seeing the posted billboard and making the application as it was, quote, always clear that we wanted to live in the city and on the other hand, wished for a bit of green. Two factors many people in various cities desire. The access to culture and community while retaining some engagement with nature. Inhabitant and architect Jürgen shares that he found the project compelling for the ability to, quote, develop the design of my own home to manage the site and plan according to my own needs where last-minute inhabitant and architect Wolf Dieter was attracted by the wonderful panoramic view of the building, a site that was already constructed on his arrival. Although many initial applicants backed out after discovering that the overall costs and the duration of the Oko House project were uncertain, a building community of 18 families was finally created and the community brought together by this housing experiment proved to be altruistic, agreed in that, quote, if one of the co-inhabitants would have financial problems, the others had to stand in for him or her in order to keep the project safe. Budget management was a big challenge for all. The individual inhabitants had to invest more than they had expected, but also the big concrete structure had to be built in a cheaper version of what was planned at first, in order to keep within the social housing budget. The Oko House is a beautiful example of nature working in collaboration with housing in coherence with individual needs within a multi-story context without compromising collective and ecological aspects. 
As each home is the product of its user and self-planner, Frey Auto built into the initial planning and the building's further flexibility. For it is and was proposed that instead of future newcomers adhering to current nests, one could, quote, demolish the old nest and start over again. This would be possible since the lower houses do not have to support the upper ones. Attached to the concrete structure, single houses are stacked and pushed one below the other, built in or expanded. Giving the planners constructive freedom, the reinforced concrete infrastructure was very similar to tables standing on top of one another. Although a reconstruction of new nests from new inhabitants within the framework is possible, it has since never been the case. Today, the Oko House stands as a positive example and solution to inner-city living, with a bit of green. While attempting to raise questions over the roles of architects and inhabitants according to community and structure, while nurturing nature and allowing for nature to nurture. What if a key aspect of architecture was implementing our natural connection with nature? Incorporating the knowledge humans have gathered for a millennia and literally reconstructing how our dwellings affect our environment and how our environment can affect us more positively. I think it's interesting to point out, Frey Otto modeled the Oko House after his own self-designed and built home he lived in for much of his adult life. A freestanding glass and wood Oko House resembling that of a small tree structure. Frey, meaning free in English, built his family residence in 1969 next to his atelier, a place he lived with his wife and five children in Warmbronn, southwest Germany. Testing his theories and concepts on himself before putting it out there for others to invest in and enjoy is noteworthy. As I make witness to new developments in and around Berlin, I often think, Would the developers, architects, designers, and builders live in this? If you want my personal perspective, more green in art is always the solution to smoothing out the hard edges of new developments. A freshly painted wall is typically the site of new tags in graffiti, an indication that a community's inhabitants brandishing these harsh edges are communicating a need for color and life creativity over conformity. In my imagination, I see walls of green and lush nature covering the inner city, providing food, well-being, and happiness to those who need it, free of charge, free of segregation, and free of social stature. There are so many benefits to inviting nature into our concrete dwellings and infrastructure, including cleaner air, a carbon-neutralizing technique trees are known for benefiting breathability and mental well-being within humans and animals. I can personally say a visit to a botanical garden with all its scents, sounds, and sensations has often put me at ease, and I wonder why a train station or city square could not emulate this. It would make for a much healthier and refreshing place to wait for transportation or be reunited with a friend. Thank you for going on this walk through Berlin's concept for greener inner-city living. For more information about Secret Place Berlin and to join the Secret Place Berlin community, please go to my website at www.laceyberry.com 
Secret Place Berlin, or follow us on Instagram at Secret Place Berlin, where I release a custom illustration made by me in relation to the secret place we shared on this program. Secret Place Berlin also has a Patreon where you can support us, though we love creating each episode and sharing our favorite places and secrets about Berlin. Secret Place Berlin does need your support to keep unveiling the eco-secrets. Our Patreon monthly subscriptions start at just one euro, where I happily send you a Secret Place Berlin sticker in gratitude. You can set your support amount higher and receive limited edition postcards, artworks, and tours for you and a friend. For more information, check the link in the show notes. And as always, big thank you to our already current subscribers. Please also remember to rate and review us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. Music for this episode is made by Rosano Schnell. You can find a link to more of his wonderful music and links to our show's resources in the show notes. In the meantime, thank you for listening and have a discreetly secret evening. Goodbye, and now fade is in.